another episode of Motor City Vets. My name is Trevor Lang, and as always, we're joined by Josh Gatowski. Josh, it's been a little while, buddy. How are you? Trevor, brother, it is great to hear from you, my man. Uh, it has been a minute since you've, uh, you and I have last talked, uh, but, you know, I'm really excited. We got football, the NFL back underway, as well as college football. You know, uh, can't say that I've been as successful as I've wanted to be, but but I do have to say I've been having a lot of fun having football back, and I'm definitely excited to get our podcast back up and running. Exactly, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. We're back. Fans are back. The world's coming back. Like we're all, we're all fucking back. So Josh, we're in a new season of our show here. You know, we last talked in April. Uh, we're going to do things a little differently around here this time around. We're going to focus mainly on picks. You know, you and I have spent a lot of time discussing, you know, our awesome takes and our genius insights, but you know, really the people just need some winners and I've been on a fucking heater, Josh, and that, that's part of the reason that you and I are, are, are having this conversation again today. But before we get into that, we're, I want to I want to talk a little bit about how the show is going to look in the future here. We're just going to, you know, some real quick home cleaning type stuff. We are going to be doing one episode a week. It's going to come out on Thursdays as you guys are listening to this right now. Our goal is to provide you with some picks for college football, some picks for the NFL. We're going to talk about every NFL primetime game. And we're, of course, not going to forget about our boys in East Lansing or the Lions in Detroit. So we're going to be mixing in some content about them as well. So, Josh, without further ado, you ready to talk a little bit of college football? Let's let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. Do you want to start us off brand new season? Do you want to give your first pick of the college football season? Yeah, you know what? Our I will. Football season. I will. I will. I got a good pick, I think. I like this pick. Um, So we're headed to the Big Ten, and we're going to go to Rutgers at Michigan. And I was taking a look at this, and head-to-head in their last four matchups, Rutgers has covered three out of the four games at plus 11.5 or higher. That line's at plus 20.5 right now. Give me me Rutgers plus 20.5. That's going to be my first pick. Uh, for this weekend is Rutgers. Wow, Josh. Plus I, uh, and a half. I love that call. You want to know why? Because it's also on my card, but I got yeah. it at plus 21. So I noticed like, you know, there's a couple things I actually want to talk about this game. This is one of the ones that had circled. Um, Michigan's off to a pretty good start, as all Michigan fans will tell you. They're just the most dominant team ever. They're back. This is their year. Ohio State dropped one early. Like, Michigan fans are feeling confident, and they should be. Their team actually looks semi-competent out there. But a semi-competent team against incompetent opponents kind of doesn't matter. And Rutgers is off to, I think, the best start in the last 20 years, 3-0. and Not bad. That's not too bad at all. Also, I think that Rutgers' offense has been pretty good. I, I have um scoring 41 points per game and 217 passing yards per game. Now, Michigan hasn't really seen a really prolific offense. That Washington game could have been something, but I don't know what's going on with that Washington team. I think they got the injury bug a little bit, but they're, they're not good. So I think that, you know, this will be the first real test for Michigan, first Big Ten game for Michigan. And I think that Michigan under Jim Harbaugh doesn't really get up for these kind of games. I feel like this Michigan team is going to be very confident going in or having Rutgers come into the big house. So I love Rutgers to cover. And I'm not putting this one on my ticket, but I do think the over hits here. I have the over at 50 and a half points. 
15 and a half. Not bad. I, I'm going to be honest. I also, it's not an official pick for me, but I do like the over here. Uh, I think I was looking, I think three out of the last four games uh, between Rutgers and Michigan, the over has hit. So uh, definitely something I want to keep my eye out for. Trevor, what game do we got for you next in the picks? Uh, I'm going to stick in the Big Ten, and this is actually my number one. Like this is this is the game that I think is going to tell us the most about the future of the Big Ten for this season. And that's Notre Dame at Wisconsin. These are two, you know, to borrow a college basketball phrase, these are two blue blood programs. Notre Dame somehow is always in the mix, even though they don't belong to a conference. And Wisconsin, I think, is almost always at least the most consistent team in the Big Ten West. So I have the line at Wisconsin minus six and a half. Uh, Notre Dame plus 190 money line. So the over under line is set at 47. And honestly, I think this game is either going to be a complete blowout favoring Wisconsin or Wisconsin is going to win a cheeky, like by a cheeky field goal at the end. Notre Dame this year has kind of caught the same plague that all the other traditionally very competent uh, college football teams have caught. I mean, they barely beat a now 0-3 Florida State. They won by a field goal over Toledo, and Purdue held – I think Purdue was up at halftime. So this Notre Dame team is still trying to find their identity, and I don't think they're going to find it against this Wisconsin team. Wisconsin's loss to Penn State, I think, was – that could have really been anybody's game. Wisconsin had a bad third quarter with a couple turnovers, but you, you remove those turnovers and all of a sudden, you know, Wisconsin's undefeated in the Big Ten as well. So that's the game I got. I think I have Wisconsin minus six and a half here. I do think that they blow the doors off Notre Dame, especially out in Madison. Do you have any thoughts on that one or do you have that on your card at all? I actually do not have that game on my card. Um, not going to lie, that game's a little hard for me to pick. Um I really like Wisconsin. Obviously, they're in the Big Ten. But in terms of uh, outside of Michigan State, Michigan, and maybe Ohio State, I haven't paid too much attention uh, to the Big Ten. But I know 20 and a half is way too much for a Big Ten matchup. Um, I I do see Notre Dame potentially pulling this one out. if I'm being honest, it's going to be a battle of the quarterbacks. Whatever quarterback makes the last mistakes is going to win here. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right. Well, like I said, Wisconsin minus six and a half. It's either going to be a blowout, which should obviously cover easy, or it's going to be a cheeky field goal and we'll we'll lose together. Josh, hit me with one of your next college picks, please. All right. So I'm actually going to be giving out two picks here because I like two numbers in this in in this Big Ten matchup. Uh, So, like I said, we're staying in the Big Ten. This time we're coming home. We're going home to the city of East Lansing. Really? Nebraska at Michigan State. I've been keeping my eye on this line right now. It's fluctuating between minus five, minus four and a half. Um, if I'm being honest, I like minus, MSU minus four and a half. MSU is two zero and one push against the spread this year. I do have to say the offense looks strong. I've been very impressed with the run game, especially. And I think Peyton Thorne has looked really good in the passing game by being able to move the ball. It's the Big Ten home opener for the Spartans. They are striping the stadium. They are packing the woodshed. I like Sparty by at least seven at home this weekend. And then additionally, I also like the under. Like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of energy uh, come from MSU 
the stadium, the offense, the defense. I think MSU defense is really going to lock it down here on the Nebraska offense. I was kind of impressed with the way that Michigan State was able to limit De'Eric King. Uh, I'm excited to see. Hopefully, Michigan State can continue that success uh, and stop Nebraska's dual threat quarterback. So, those are my next two picks. Trevor, you got any any picks in this game? I do, but I'm going to save that for a little bit later on in the show. I want to I want to wait off on my commentary on Michigan State because I, I did something a little unique in this game. Okay. Instead, okay. I'm going to match that with an LSU at Mississippi State. So this LSU team this year has been not great. Um, they really haven't been great since they set the record for like the best team ever back in 2019 before the whole world game stopping down. This game is close. Um, the odds I have right now are minus two and a half favoring LSU. But if you were to go money line, Mississippi State is only plus 108. So, I mean, betters are pretty split on this. Money's uh, 51% on LSU, 49% on Mississippi State the last I saw it. So, I mean, this game's going to be close. And I think that this is going to be kind of a Coach O on the hot seat kind of a game. Is uh you know the SEC takes their football very seriously and it's football is always a what have you done for me lately kind of type of type of sport, and so even though Coach O did lead that team to the best you know the best season in college football history a couple of seasons ago, they've looked flat. There's been a lot of coaching errors. I've seen some questionable calls. I don't watch too much SEC football because I I can't stand it too much. But it's tough to watch. LSU is going on the road here, and I think LSU covers because I think that they kind of have to. If they want to have a season at all, they have to. And, and quick side note: I do think that uh, I do think Alabama's beatable. I don't know what LSU or what SEC team is going to, but I think the Gators did a good job last week in exposing a couple different ways you can at least do that. So maybe LSU goes on the road here, puts on a good show, and can build some momentum moving forward. Definitely a possibility. I would not count that out. All right, Josh, hit me with your next pick, sir. All right, next pick, I'm headed to the Big 12, where defense does not exist. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to Texas Tech in Texas. Uh, I'm looking at Mm. this matchup here, and you know what? Like I said, no defense. Over under right now sitting at 16.5. The over has hit in three out of the four last matchups between these two teams. And when that over has hit, it has not been lower than 62 and a half. I see this number at 60. Give me give me Texas Tech and Texas over 60 and a half. I love that. I think that that's absolutely I, – I, I wish I had seen that. I was looking more so at the, the money line in that game, but I love, I love the over there. I'm going to stick with you out in the Big 12. I'm looking at West Virginia at Oklahoma. So this game's kind of like my balls on the table game here. Um, I was impressed as hell with West Virginia last week against Virginia Tech. Um, And that might just be because that was a game I actually watched. But I was also – like I was so impressed because I also watched Virginia Tech take down UNC to start the season off. So I feel like I've had a little connection with these Virginia teams all season. Oklahoma played Nebraska – incredibly hard last week. Um, And Nebraska played Oklahoma incredibly hard last week. I mean, I'm sure you saw that insane turnaround picks um, right on the goal line by the Oklahoma DB. But that was – I mean, that was one of the most insane catches of all time. But I don't think that Oklahoma – like, they just don't look 
they don't look great this year. I think West Virginia's got the fire. They've got the passion. The line I have is Oklahoma minus 17 over under 56. West Virginia money line is plus 575. What I'm going to do on my official card for the show um, is I'm going to take plus 17 West Virginia, but I'm probably going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well, just because I think there's great value there. I mean, Oklahoma's a good football team, but I think that this season, I don't know if good football teams are really winning. So that's what I got for you. All right, not bad. So now we have got, what, last pick here for college last football? Last pick, and then I have a little bit of Michigan State commentary. Last pick. All right, let's go. Oh, I'll be honest, I don't have a great one picked out here. I'm going to say I'm going to take yep, I'm going to take the under Indiana at Western Kentucky 63 and a half it just looks good I don't think Indiana can score that much and if they can they'll definitely be able to stop Western Kentucky on that side of the ball so give me under 63 and a half in Indiana at Western Kentucky Love that pick, Josh. I would. Uh, I usually try and stick away from those kind of garbage games just because they're so greasy. But I do think that I don't. I don't love Indiana's offense, but I think you're right. You know, if they're gonna, if they're gonna score that much, they're not gonna let the other team score. So I'm gonna stick with the greasy game. I usually try and stay away from. Uh, but I have this one circled on my calendar just because I think that it, it actually will shape the face of the Big Ten here. And so we're gonna take it down to Ohio, everyone's least favorite state. And this is a little battle of within Ohio. I got Akron at Ohio State University. So the line here, Josh, is 49 points favoring Ohio State. That's seven tutties. That's a lot of points. Ohio State team has looked terrible. Like they they do not look good. Their offense is out of sync. CJ Stroud, I don't know if he's a good quarterback. I don't know if they're just playing team. I don't know what's going on. Their defense looks terrible. They can't stop shit. They certainly can't stop the run. I'm taking Ohio State minus 49 here. It's absurd. That line is so absurd that I like I have to. And I'm only doing this, Josh, because I think this is a big put up or shut up kind of game. Okay. I think that Ryan Day needs to go out there and he needs to kind of do what Jim Harbaugh did to Northern Illinois and Michigan last week. You know, they need to go out and they need to put up an offensive performance that gets people talking about them again. So I feel a little bad for Akron because I think that they're going to be the punching bag for Ohio State. And conversely, if they're not, then I think Ohio State's done this season. Like, they may as well sit their starters who are going to be around next year, play your seniors, fucking, like, take the season off because if they can't blow out Akron, then, you know, pack your fucking bags. Overrunner on that game, by the way, is also 67 and a half. Um I'll do like the under there, but I, I would probably take the over based off of my my other pick. But my official pick, OSU minus forty nine, kind of a gunslinger, kind of a gunslinger move. But like I said, you know, I think they kind of have to. So Josh, I'm gonna transition into my last college topic for today, and you had already mentioned this is on your card. This isn't officially on mine, but this is something I will be betting. And that is Nebraska at Michigan State. You know, you had already kind of touched on a couple of the key factors. I thought something that 
you didn't mention that I wanted to is that this is a must-win game for both Michigan State and Nebraska. Nebraska, I think, had a moral victory against, you know, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been a team that's been talked about a lot in uh, national media the past couple seasons. I talked about Oklahoma a little bit earlier. I think they're. I think Nebraska kind of took a little of the wind out of their sails. And if Nebraska can punch with the heavyweights like Oklahoma, if Michigan State can keep punching with heavyweights like we did last week against Miami, then I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot. That being said, Nebraska also was the team that destroyed Michigan State's perfect season back in 2015 with the absolute bullshit fucking – the receiver was out of bounds. He came back in. The refs didn't call it. We lost the game. Complete horseshit. This is the first time Nebraska and Michigan State have had, like, a relevant game since then. Um, and we're going to – like you said, you know, the woodshed's going to be packed. It's going to be striped. Michigan State's feeling themselves right now. I think they go. I think they go in there, and I think they absolutely fucking dummy Nebraska. I moved the line on this, and I'm taking Michigan State minus nine and a half. I think they fuck up Nebraska. Do not hate that whatsoever. The uh, the only last thing I want to talk about this, and you can't do prop betting in college, but stupid. Does Kenneth Walker keep it up? Yes, I think so too. He's one of the best running backs. In the- I think that this game is going to be that point that, you know, a few weeks from now when we're getting ready to talk about Michigan, I think we can look back at this game and be like, hey, no, like this Michigan State team's fucking legit. But, Josh, I don't have anything else for you for college. You got anything else you want to say for college football for me? No, I got my picks out there. I feel pretty confident in those. Definitely uh, Michigan State uh, covering that minus four and a half is probably going to be my, my, my strongest bet of the week. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Let's stick inside the state of Michigan. Let's live up to the Motor City Bets name, and let's travel down to the 313. The Lions. We saw a primetime Lions game against our divisional foes and our arch nemesis, our kryptonite, the Green Bay Packers, this past Monday. Um, It rang similar notes to the last time I saw the Lions in primetime, which was a early season Monday night game against the Packers. Um, the Lions, I think that they're a team that are – they're doing more than I thought they would be doing. I don't know necessarily how to quantify that with, like, analytical numbers or anything, but, like, the Lions have a little bit of spunk. They got a little bit of fight in their step, and that's something that I never saw under the Patricia team. Uh, I've been really impressed with Dan Campbell and the entire coaching staff so far. Um, most notably, Josh, how, how are you thinking about Anthony Lynn so far at offensive coordinator? You know, it's a struggle, I would say. I, for fantasy and gambling reasons, I think DeAndre Swift needs to be getting utilized more out of that backfield, whether it's out of the passing game or just getting more touches. However, I'm really excited about our offensive line. I think they've looked really good so far. It'll be interesting to see what the Lions do with Taylor Deckel, Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell. Uh, they're at the left tackle position. Uh, Decker's currently out with an injury, so Sewell has moved himself over to left tackle for the time being. It'll be really interesting to see. Um, but in terms of Anthony Lynn, I think the Lions are going to be somewhat offensively sound-minded, I guess, if 
that makes any sense. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. They'll put up points. Um, I don't necessarily expect them to keep up with any team in terms of putting up those points. But uh, based on our offensive line, our playmakers with DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson, um, Jamal Williams, I think there's, you know, a lot of guys who have the capability of scoring, especially. So I, you know, I think Anthony Lynn's doing a fine job with what he's got, but he doesn't have much. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you completely there. I think that last statement really summarizes my whole thought process on it too. I hated Anthony Lynn with the Chargers last year. I was a pretty big Justin Herbert stand to start the season. I thought that I mean I think that kid still is incredible. But I thought that he was limited by Anthony Lynn, and I think that Anthony Lynn's definitely done a better job at offensive coordinator than head coach. Um, so I'm, I'm not really putting too much judgment on him, but he's definitely a guy I've been kind of like, if we're going to fire anybody, he's the guy who I have in the hottest of hot seats. That being said, though, I do also want to circle back and touch a little bit on the Taylor Decker, Penny Sewell thing, because everyone who ever has a microphone or listens to anything sports related in the city of Detroit or the surrounding area has a comment on there. So I'm just going to go out there and put my comment out there. These are pro fucking athletes. They're, they're going to be fine. These guys get paid a lot of money to do this job. And I know left tackle and right tackle are different. But, like, if Taylor Decker needs to go play the right side, he's not going to throw a fucking fit. Linemen aren't divas. They're not prima donnas. They're not fucking drama queens. If he gets asked to go play right tackle, he's going to go play right tackle, and he's going to do a fantastic job at it. And if they move Penny Sua over to right tackle, there might be a couple growing pains, but he's going to figure it out and do a great job at it because they're talented players and they're fucking pro athletes. They're going to be just fine. That being said, Josh, I do want to move forward here. Um, we got the Ravens this Sunday. Lamar Jackson's coming off a very passionate and personal win against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it came on the Edwards-Alaire fumble, but regardless, you know, I thought what Lamar did was pretty sweet, and I loved how John Harbaugh was like, do we go for it? And Lamar's like, fuck yeah. I think that that's a that's a cool sports moment. That being said, that Josh, Ravens minus eight, Lions plus 320 if you're taking a money line, over under 49 and a half. What say you about this contest in Detroit on Sunday? Ram, or I'm sorry, not Rams, Ravens. I mean, so, I'm seeing seven and a half here on FanDuel. I would say Ravens minus seven and a half. I don't know how many games the Lions are going to win, and I don't think it's really going to come against any of these elite teams in the NFL. I think their wins will come against some of those bottom-tier teams. In terms of gambling, I'm staying away from this game. May take a look at rushing yards for Lamar maybe or something like that. But for the most part, uh, between the over/under and forty, you know what? I I would actually maybe take the over here. Love the uh, over in this game. Don't don't hate the over. Uh, forty nine and a half at minus one fourteen. I mean, it was the Chiefs, but I wasn't too impressed with, say, Kansas or the Baltimore defense last Sunday night. If I was to make a play on this game, it would definitely be on the over. I actually had the over circled on my card. I love the over here. I bet on the over on every Lions game ever because their defense is terrible. And if they're going to be in the game at all, it's going to be entirely because their offense is scoring points. 
the Ravens, I think the point that we're kind of missing here is they just came off of an incredibly emotional game. Um, and I think it's very difficult to get excited after such an emotional game in prime time and then go and play an 0-2 scrappy but deadbeat Lions team. And they're also very hurt. The Ravens have a lot of injuries right now at very key positions. I think the majority of their defensive back core is completely wiped away. Obviously, their running backs are, are banged up. So I think the Lions actually can hang in this game. I'm not going to take them to cover plus eight or seven and a half, depending on what sportsbook you're using. But I'm definitely going to take the over. I'm probably going to make a same-game parlay for this. Uh, I've been incredibly successful from a gambling perspective with the same-game parlays. Um, you know, I love Lamar. Whatever Lamar Jackson's, like, you know, the lines aren't officially set yet. We're recording this on Wednesday the 22nd. But I love Lamar rushing over. I'll take Jerry Goff passing over. I'll probably take TJ Hawkinson receiving yards over. And I might take over on Jerry Goff touchdown passes thrown. It's going to be – yeah, I think that's probably what I'm going to do. But, Josh, moving on, we got three star-studded, beautiful primetime games this week. Um, it, that was a hard sentence to say. There's one game that will be semi-interesting. The other uh, other ones are going to be toilet bowls. But let's start where, where it makes the most sense on Thursday, Josh. Thursday, the Carolina Panthers travel into Texas and are taking on the Texans. I have the line at minus eight and a half for the Panthers, and I have the over-under at 43. I don't have a ton of commentary on this, Josh. What are you you thinking? Carolina wins. Yep. If I had to guess, I kind of like the under here. I think Carolina's defenses looked really good between their week one win – Week two coming out and putting a pummeling on the Saints. I would say, I would say in the overall terms of the game, I I like the under here, under forty three and a half. That's a bold play. That line is scary for a inside game. I think forty three and a half makes a lot of sense for outdoor games. But I do like your logic. I think this Panthers defense is starting to become something to talk about. Uh, it has remnants of older Panthers defenses, which were incredibly elite. This Texans team I thought was scrappy as fuck in the first two games that they played. But with Tyrod Taylor going out, I don't love their chances. I don't even know uh, the quarterback's name for the Texans. I, I guess he's a draft pick, but not even like a first round. I think he's like a third round draft pick. Don't love that for him going against a very strong and hard defense. I think Sam Jones looked very good outside of Adam Gase's evil little veil. So I love the Panthers here. I'm going to take the Panthers minus eight and a half. Moving on to Sunday night football. We have the goddamn Packers who are always on primetime TV with their ugly ass fucking yellow and their terrible colored green jerseys against the 49ers, which also, in my opinion, is a gross jersey game. The line here is a little closer than I think it should be based off this season's performance. Uh, 49ers minus three and a half over under 50. This is out in California. What do you think goes down here, Josh? What do you got? I'm going to be honest. (sighs) This game's tough. This game's really hard for me to choose. In the past, 
I'll say this. The San Francisco 49ers have had Aaron Rodgers' number. I believe yep. – give me one second here as I pull this up. Their last head-to-head matchups. Let's take a look here. Let's see. San Francisco has won two out of the last three. Yep. Let's see. Oh, this is tough. What is the line at? Not an official pick here. I'm I'm gonna take you know what I'm gonna take Green Bay plus 150 money line. I think I think they win. I don't know who San Francisco has at running back. Uh, I think that their running back they played against the Lions two weeks ago is also out with an injury, so I also don't know who they're putting in. I love the Packers here. I also took the Packers money line. I don't think Aaron Rodgers loses another game until it's against an actual Super Bowl contending team. Like he's probably going to lose the Bucks if they play this year. If they play the Rams, I think he might lose to to Stafford. Hopefully, fingers <laughs> crossed. But um, yeah, I think I think Rodgers is embarrassed. I think he found his stride against the Lions last week, and I and I do think that he's still on a bit of a revenge tour. I like the 49ers for the most part, but. I think that Jimmy G is still a little like he's the kind of guy you kind of got to coddle a little bit. And then bringing in Trey Lance, I think, has kind of made him a little like it, it shot him. It shot his confidence pretty bad. So I, I don't I don't love Jimmy G's quarterbacking play yet. And I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Packers. I also love same game parlay here. Aaron Rodgers over whatever his passing yards are going to be. Devontae Adams touchdown anytime. Um, I like the over 50 in this game since I don't particularly love either defense here. And then I'd probably sprinkle in over whatever the touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers to throw will be because I think, like I said, I think he's going to go off. Um, that's what I got for Sunday night, Josh. I'm excited. I always love Sunday night football. But Great matchup this week. Yeah, I think this is actually this is actually one of the games I had looking at the slate that I think will, will be good. And I think it, it'll say a lot about the NFC. You know, the 49ers were down bad last year with all the injuries. And I think that they go on, they beat the Packers. Like, the Packers kind of got to look in the mirror and be like, are we actually going to be good enough this year? And if the 49ers lose, it's the same thing for them. Moving on, though, to Monday night, Josh. We have everyone's favorite division in the NFL, the NFC. Oh, yeah. This is, for whatever reason, another beautiful matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Good news for fans of the sport. I do think that these teams are better than they have been recently. I think Dak is looking great. Jalen Hurts has been fun to watch. Neither team has an overly impressive defense. I have the line here at minus four for the Cowboys and over 52. Uh, 52 is the is the total points for, or point line there. So both these teams are one and one. I think that both these teams are in the put up or shut up type thing, similar to the Packers and 49ers. I think the big question here is, is Jalen Hurts actually good? Um, I think we'll see all that solved. I actually have a two for on this one. Love Dallas money line minus 195. And I love the over 52. Interesting. Um, I actually, so you like Dallas money line, you said, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I like the Eagles plus four here. Uh, last two years, the Eagles have won and covered on the road against Dallas. Um, that game's in Dallas. Um, I haven't been as great with my picks, so I'm going to ride with the data here. Uh, that's why I'm at least taking the points. Uh, they might not win, but f- at four, I feel like that's kind of a sweet number. So give, give me the Eagles plus four there. Wow. 
that's um, you know that'll be a contentious pick for us for sure. I I see what you're saying. I mean, numbers don't lie, but I think Dak's back, and I think Dak's gonna fucking shred this miserable Eagles defense. But Josh, moving on, we're getting towards the end of our show here. We have only a couple of picks left to give, but we have two each for the NFL. So, Josh, I want you to give me your two, and then I will follow you with my two. All right. I'm going to go. So, for this one, I'm considering going a little maybe same game parlay. Don't, don't hate this. But Chargers at Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is 2-2 two and two this year on losing against the spread and hitting the over. Another fun fact, dating back to week seven of last year, the Chiefs are three and 12 against the spread. Jeez. Three and 12. Fucking stat man over here. Give me, so like I said, two out of two for this year, not covering the spread. Uh, I'm pissed off at the chefs. I hate them. They screwed me out of a lot of money on Sunday they night screwed me against out the Ravens. Of a lot of money on Sunday um, night. It, it, until the foreseeable future, uh, I'm, I'm kind of fading this team in terms of covering. I think the Chargers have a good enough offense and a suffice defense to hang around in a touchdown. Maybe they sneak in a last-minute field goal, garbage time touchdown, something like that. So give me the Chargers plus six and a half and and also the over at 55. Damn, a little vendetta game for Josh. What was the uh, what was the spread on that again? I'm sorry. Plus six and a half is plus what I – I love I love that pick, Josh. That's that's yep. great. Do you uh, – are both your NFL picks in that game or do you have another game? I do have one more uh, pick that I have okay. for – for Sunday, uh, for actually, it's for Thursday night football. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so it's actually going to be a guy who I love, and I drafted on a lot of my fantasy teams, and he's giving me no reason not to keep riding with him. And that's going to be DJ Moore. Uh, I'm looking at his receiving yards here for Thursday night's game against the Texans. It's currently sitting at 67 and a half receiving yards right now. A couple fun facts here for you. DJ Moore has not had less than 79 receiving yards in a game this year. That's 13. Uh, that's, what is that, 12 yards, high, 13, 11 and a half yards higher than his prop. Um, he's yeah. the number one He's the number one wide receiver on this team, and he's going up against a bottom, say, God, his bottom two team in the league. Clear enough. Okay. I think I the Texans are garbage. Pick. Yeah. I give me, that, give me uh, DJ Moore over 67 and a half. I think that's a good one, man. I, I, it's, I, yeah, I, I love it. All right, I got two picks for you, two games, uh, one pick per game. First game, I think this game is going to be – I think it's got the makings for an all-time one. It almost always happens. I mean, it was an all-time game last year, and I'm, I'm looking directly at the Saints in New England. We have New England favorite minus three. I think this has to be a Mac Jones – like, he's got to do something. Like, make a play. Like, Matt Jones has been calm. He hasn't done a lot. I think that this is a game where he makes a play. But I think Jameis bounced back a little bit harder than Mac Jones can bounce forward. And I think that the Saints are going to cover plus three. The way I oh, see this really? game going down is I think it's going to be like a, you know, 22-20, like a garbage scoring game. I think the Saints are going to have a late game drive and kick a time running out field goal to win. I love the Saints here. 
Uh, I will recommend and slash encourage you if you are going to jump on those Saints. I recommend doing it sooner versus later because I'm pretty sure the Patriots minus three is going to be dropping a two and a half. I would say by the end of the night. Yeah, I already already put some money down on that because I Beautiful. knew that line that line seemed too too perfect and not. Well, I mean, too generous. Well, I mean, I think I think there's a problem that a lot of fans have had this year. I mean, we've seen like this is a big quarterback turnover year. I feel like this is one of the first seasons in a while where we've had such a passing in the guard, you know, and if it's not a quarterback's rookie season, it's his like second or even third season. So we're seeing a lot of young guys out there. I think that it was incredibly bold with the Pats did by cutting Cam Newton. I think it might have, it probably was the right choice, but I think that this is a game where Mac Jones kind of, I think he has a good half or a good quarter, but he, he, he doesn't put a fully good game together. And that Saints defense is just fucking insane. So that's what I got for you there. Saints plus three. Or plus two and a half, whatever, whatever line you end up getting. My Love last it. NFL pick before we get into our best bet of the weekend is Chicago in Cleveland. These are two teams that are shitty. Just like the names sound wrong. The fact that the line right now is plus seven for Chicago feels dirty. The Browns shouldn't be favored by a touchdown. Like my my brain, Josh, cannot grasp what that even means. That being said, the Bears are horribly coached. They're running around and they're like it's like two Siamese twins like fighting each other. Like <laughs> the way that they've handled the the press release for like Justin Fields, the way Matt Nagy's handled every single comment that he's made about the quarterback situation in Chicago. Is kind of disgusting. Justin Fields is getting his first career start. And he's getting his first career start in Cleveland. The weekend in, the weather this weekend in Cleveland is gonna be bad. Last I checked, it was gonna be 60 degrees, windy, and a little bit rainy on Sunday down in down in Brownsland. That is not great news for a starting quarterback to get his first go. It's and granted, not. Justin Fields played in Ohio. He's familiar with the weather, but like Going into Cleveland, a real blue-collar fucking city, having to start against that defense with that offensive line protecting him with that head coach and Matt Nagy, I love the Browns here. I'm taking Browns minus seven. Browns minus seven. Don't hate that. I also love the under here. It's 45 and a half, but I'm not going to – I'm not putting any money on there because I don't. I don't like. I, I'm not in love with it, but I do. Like, I would flirt with it a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I get what you're saying. All right, All right. Josh. Let's move on to our last segment of the day, and that's our best bet of the weekend segment, Josh. So I have a best bet. I assume you have a best bet. I'm really excited about mine, so I'm gonna go first. Do good, do it. Go for it. This game, I think, is going to define the NFC. Now, I've thrown such strong words around pretty much on every pick because I'm 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 just so I'm so excited for. It. I love fucking gambling. I'm so excited to be back. But like this game, Josh, it almost is a legacy game. And of course, I'm talking about none other than the Rams at yep, Tampa. I knew Bay, it. America's game of the week. And it's pretty even. Money split almost 50-50. Uh, big money is backing Tampa Bay. I mean, you, you can't bet against fucking Tom Brady. That, that is hard to do. But the normal odds are plus one and a half for the Rams. 55 and a half points for the total line. I 
love the Rams here. I think that you put your Rams futures picks in for the NFC. I think that, I mean, the line I'm seeing right now is plus 102. I bet the house on this game. I think that this is a Matt Stafford coming out party. He's been doing that in every game. Every game he's looked a little bit better, a little bit more like calm. Him and Cooper Cup have an unbelievable relationship party building. I love both defenses in this game too, and I feel like this is a game where like when you have two really good defenses, they almost cancel each other out. I think Aaron Donald is going to get to Tom Brady a little bit, and I think we're going to see a little bit of that age. We haven't seen it this season. Tom Brady is immortal. He's going to play till he's 50, according to his TikTok. But, like, I think this is the game that we see Stafford get into that conversation about, yeah, this guy's actually fucking legit. That is a great choice for game of the week. I can't wait to sit down and watch that game because I think that game is going to be incredible. However, from a gambling perspective, I'm not sipping my I'm not I'm not dipping my toe in the spread, the over under. I'm leaving I'm watching that game. That is just going to be a good enjoyable game to watch. Not even a little sprinkle a little same game parlay, Josh. I also will be taking the over yards thrown for Brady and Stafford. I think this is an overs game, but sorry. That's it. That that is the best bet for that I have. Rams money line. Hit me with what you got. All right, best bet. Um, I'm going to the NFL, all right? Now, am I confident betting in this team? Nah, we'll see. Have I, have I bet on this team before? No. Do I see myself continuing to bet on this team in the future? Absolutely not. But for my best bet of the weekend, I have – a game in the NFL, which I'm not going to say it's a lock. However, I do really like these odds that uh, I've been been getting. I've been seeing these little factoids. So we're headed out to Denver, Colorado. New York Jets taking on the Denver Broncos. Current line sitting at minus 10 and a half under 41. Ten favoring the Broncos. Listen to this, Trevor. Teddy Bridgewater, the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, is 37 and 14 all time against the spread during his career. That's insane. Quick math 72% of the time that man starts a game, he's covering the spread. Give me the Broncos minus 10 and a half. Oh boy, I actually fucking love that. I think that. I don't know. I feel bad for fucking Zach Wills. Like, this is just going to be – like, the Jets are just a fucking joke of a franchise, Josh. I think that's a beautiful pick. Honestly, move the line. 13 and a half. Fucking let's go. I don't hate that. I don't hate that, but I do like the Broncos to cover here. I think uh, four four interceptions from Zach Wilson against a Patriots team who faces another difficult defense in the Denver Broncos. Give uh, Give me Teddy and the Broncos to cover. Love that pick, Josh. I absolutely love it. So that's our show, folks. We threw a lot of information at you, a lot of picks. You have to follow us on Twitter at Motor City Bets. We're going to post our picks. So the way we're going to be doing this is Josh and I are competing for something. We haven't quite decided yet, but we're each giving five college picks that are going to officially count and five NFL picks that are going to officially count. Uh, we will have that posted for you guys uh, like was when the episode drops. Along with that, on Sunday morning, we're going to post a little people's parlay. 
you know, we got to wait for some prop bets to, to be finalized. You know, the NFL doesn't give out lines quite as early on Wednesday. But on Sunday morning, as you're getting ready, maybe you're maybe you're making breakfast before a day of sitting on your couch all day. Get on the old Twitter. Take a little gander. There's going to be a, a little Josh and Trevor Peoples parlay for you. And it's pretty much certainly almost guaranteed to work. Certainly almost. Certainly almost not, but certainly almost but could, not. It, it could. probably should. There's a chance. Like, Always a chance. So that's it, folks. We're super excited to be back. Can't wait to be talking to you guys every week. Hopefully you guys can ride with us and win some money. I'm up. Um, I'm up a good amount right now. I'm uh, I'm plus 15 units currently, so I'm feeling a little cocky, a little confident. I got I got all the juices flowing, Josh. I can't wait to see how we do on the show. I can't wait to figure out what we're betting uh, amongst ourselves here. But you know, let's uh, let's all make some money and let's have a good weekend. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one.